he was saying. So there was a kid last week at Trick or Treat dressed as Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. And That's he comes up, comes up to me he's like, you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. And the Did kid she... just stared at me and took candy and left. I was like, have fun breaking Batman's back. <laughs> I would have given him all my he... candy. My wife, no, I did the voice. He did it. He just oh, stared oh, at gotcha. me. Oh, he did it. Ah, yeah. that's awesome. And my wife's like, you're ridiculous. You're going to get yourself arrested. <laughs> Mommy, he did a Bane voice in me. Let's talk about movies. Huh. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? Everybody, welcome to you on the Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. I'm not going to be able to do that the whole show. I can't do that uh, the whole show either. <laughs> for anyone anyone listening to the podcast and can't see us right now, I'm dressed as Batman. So, that's the voice. Ryan, who are you dressed as? Tell the I listeners. Am, uh, the movie Up. I am the old man as a little kid. So, the sweater vest and the yellow shirt and yeah, the and grape uh, bottle The grape soda. Thing. Yeah. yeah, the grape soda bottle cap then. Well done, man. And I'm dressed up as your early Gerard 2000s Way. Hot Topic boyfriend. Gerard, Gerard Way. Way. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, oh, I love when it. When Devin was a young boy, his father took him into the city <laughs> to, to see a marching boy. band. <laughs> oh, gosh. He said, son, thinking- when you grow up. I was I'll thinking stop. about trying this t- to talk only in Slipknot lyrics, but I only know like two songs worth. Uh, so it would... I mean, it might have worked for today's topic. It, uh, you know, it might have actually. I, yeah, yeah, it, it probably did. But I mean, Devin, you're definitely giving off like mid, uh, like mid-stage emo vibes, like mid-stage evolution emo vibes. So yeah, I'm like the yeah. the Charmeleon of emos right now. Charmeleon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, yeah. It took not, me a second yeah. to get that, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite Charizard. Um, I don't have like the chains and, and everything, but I'm like yeah. I'm like mid stage, mid stage, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the 2019 film Hunt. Um, but before we get into that, we have a lot of things to cover in our segment called we called we watch this, where we talk about things we've watched in pop culture. And from the sound of it, we all we've all been spending the last week or two. Uh, looking forward to Halloween because we have a lot of horror stuff. So um, we're going to start it off with something that has been threatening the internet for a while now and has finally happened and it's out there in the world. And I'm talking of course about the Frasier reboot. Um, (laughs) Frasier's back on Paramount plus and I've watched the first three episodes and guys, I got to tell you, as somebody who like who loves the original show, this is a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, man. So I've Good. seen maybe two episodes of the original show. I like the new one. Uh, have seen, you watched the new one? I have. I saw the first three episodes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it. Yeah. It's the premise I wanted them to do if they were going to reboot it, and I'm happy with it. So mm-hmm. I wish they had gotten more characters in from the original, but. I thought they were getting everyone in except for Niles well, uh, and the dad. I I know they got Roz in for like the finale this year. Maybe they'll get more people if they get a season two, but I was pleasantly surprised. Like I was dreading this reboot for a while and they brought it back and it, it's not horrible. So Ryan, do you watch Frasier at all? Um, I did when I was younger. I didn't really have control of the TV. I mean, I did like the show when I was younger. I just, it, 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 it hasn't been one of those things that I've wanted to go back to, not for any other reason than just, like, time or there's other stuff that I was interested in, you know, coming out. That's all. Like, I'm fine with it. Yeah. No hard feelings. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think Frasier cool. just on, on its whole just does something really nice. I like that it punches up. I like the kind of humor that it does. Like, I, I don't know. I, I've been rewatching some of it and I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what I remember as a kid. In fact, I, 
I remember enough that I see the trailers all, all, all of the time for it because they're advertising it like crazy. Um, is that I love the fact how, like, Frazier is still Frazier. He's still himself. Mm-hmm. And his son is filling his dad's role, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same point. premise, but yeah. it's the same premise, but flipped. So yeah, Frazier yeah. is living with his son, and there's the generation gap, which I think is a good way to do the show. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted them to do, and they're doing yeah. it. So yeah, I which love that, that they made yeah. Frazier loaded in this, though. Like Frazier's obscenely rich in this. Well, he I mean, is. he had a radio show. Well, in this yeah. one, he has a he has a talk show. He had a TV show. So he's been on TV since yeah. the show ended. So the last 18 years on television making Oprah yeah. money in Chicago. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Still crazy. Um, yeah. So I, I, I recommend Frazier on Paramount plus. Yeah. Uh, next I think is Ryan's thing. The nun yes. two. Which is the Nun 2. Yeah, so um, my wife and I are fans of the Conjuring universe. Um, not, like, I haven't seen all of the Conjuring universe movies. Uh, my wife has. Um, but my, I really like the spinoff movies from the main story narrative more than, like, the core films. Um and the Nun 2, as far as I'm concerned, is just as good or better than the original. Um, wow. so, so, so if you're a fan of The Nun, um, I, I would definitely recommend The Nun 2 if you've been wishy-washy on, you know, if you're about, uh, about if you want to watch it or not. Um, I, I can also say that if you don't want to watch the first one, you don't have to. They they do a good job of explaining the main points of what happens in the first movie at the start of the second one it at least in the like first and like second to first half of the movie they give you enough that you're like okay i know enough that, that i can run with this um and they brought back almost everyone for oh, wow. the uh for the second one as well um it, it's just a good entertaining horror movie Okay, I, I I like to hear that. I really do because I like The Conjuring a lot, and I haven't seen the offshoot ones. So like, I've only seen the mainline ones. So Ryan, did you like Annabelle as much as you liked? I'm not that big of a fan of Annabelle. I like the okay. first Annabelle movie where it's like the couple in the '60s. They yep. go from the apartment to living in the house, or the house to the apartment, whatever. Like, I like that one. Yeah. Um, Kristen really likes the one that tells the story of Annabelle becoming Annabelle of like how the doll came to be. Yeah. I'm not too hot on that one. Um, and a movie that I don't find scary at all. Like I don't find it scary in the least, but I find it fun to watch is the one where, um, like the main family, the two parents, like the paranormal, like people, um, yeah. their, uh, their daughter and their daughter's babysitters mess with the doll and cause havoc in the house. I find that one more funny than anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's maybe like two or two or three movies in the whole series that I'm kind of like "Eh," on, but the rest of them I like. Did they give this cinematic universe a name? Is it the PWCU? I have no idea. I, I have not looked that up. I I just call it the conjuring universe. Yeah. I think that's what's called cinematic universe. Which also includes Phantom of the Opera, Watchmen, and yep. Aquaman. As it should. As it should. Uh, Devin, you've, you watched a thing over on Netflix, right? I did. Guys, how much do you like Edgar Allan Poe? I mean, I live um, close enough to Baltimore, so... You have to? Ryan? I really like the last movie they made where Edgar Allan Poe was helping the police trying to catch a serial killer that was killing people based off his, uh, 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 like, short stories. You're acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never heard of this. That Okay, that movie's going on the list. Good, <laughs> um, good, good, good. I, that um, sounds insane. Uh, I had, for my birthday when I was 17, my mom and my dad got me a... Uh, a CD of the core of Edgar Allan Poe's poems read by Stephen Price. 
Whoa, that's cool. Which I have lost, and I've never forgiven myself for that. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan um, of his stuff, yeah. So then, especially for you, Ryan, I would totally recommend this. So it's a Netflix series called Fall of the House of Usher. Now, this is made by creator Mike Flanagan, who's the same person that made uh, Bly Manor. He made, uh, what else did he do? He did Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. But movie-wise, he also did Doctor Sleep and Gerard's Game, or Gerald's Game. So he's, like, been around. He did uh, a, a movie about a Ouija board. Uh, he did Hush, Oculus. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's kind of been around. And what I really appreciate about his his, especially his Netflix series that he does, is he does a very good job with character and a very good job with plot. And especially if you're an Edgar Allan Poe fan, I think this particularly will, like, really call to you. Because, like, each episode is named after a different, like, Edgar Allan Poe short story. So you get Mask of the Red Death, Murder in the Rue Morgue, The Black Cat, The Telltale Heart. Um, you get The Pit and the Pendulum. And I love that. But I also really like that you get, like, other things, like... There's a character in it named Annabelle Lee, because of course there is. But for Alan to sell you on it, Mark Hamill is in it, and Mark Hamill kills in this. He's so good. Like, every scene he's in, he steals. And it's, I, it's just so good. I saw he's in it. I keep getting the trailers for this every time we watch Great British Baking Show. <laughs> so, and like for some reason, it ends. It just goes right into the House of Usher trailer. So it's on our list. We just haven't gotten around yeah. to, to it. I've been binge watching another show that I'm going to talk about when I finish it. So oh. stay tuned for that. Um, but no, this is on the list of things that I, I want to watch. So I like my clan against stuff. I, I was talking about this today. I like Dr. Sleep. I think the book's better, but I think he did a good job with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see this. I just haven't gotten around to watching any of his stuff on Netflix. So yeah, yeah I think, I, the, Mike Flanagan does something called Midnight Mass that I think is one of my favorite takes on vampires. Oh, I didn't even know there was vampires. Shouldn't have said that. that. Yeah, yeah, no, Midnight Mass is amazing. He did that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's him. It's the same guy. Okay, good because that definitely makes me feel better. Because I'm sorry, yeah. but I did not like the haunting of of Hill House. Oh like yeah, everyone yeah. was talking about it, how like great it was, and how eerie and spooky and creepy it was, and mm-hmm. I'm just like where <laughs> um so yeah. when i saw that it was being advertised as like the creator of hill house makes like agar Allan poe and i'm like this is gonna be the driest agar Allan poe thing ever <laughs> this is gonna be I, I like what i like what they do with it i really do they each episode ends up being a little formulaic okay but it actually for me it worked it totally worked so i'm, I'm curious to hear what you think about it especially being okay. a poe fan well, I'm happy that he did Midnight Mass because now I have more trust on him. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things based on literary works that um, are adapted into a, a show, I started watching the Disney Plus Goosebumps over the weekend. Fun. But I did it in the best way possible. So you guys know about my setup here in the basement. One of these days, I'm going to show a picture. Once it's right, once it's finished, I'll show you guys a picture of everything down here. But I've got an old tube TV in my basement that I've had hooked up to like a PS2 and a VCR, so I could watch DVDs and VHS tapes. Uh, I upda- upgraded my system a little bit. The same TV, but now I can plug in HDMI devices to it. Oh gosh! So I plugged in my PS4 and watched Goosebumps in my basement on a tube TV, which I think is the best way to watch Goosebumps on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it's how the creator intended. Yeah. So the show isn't an anthology show like the old Goosebumps. Like It's not like one episode per book, but each episode is named after a book. They do a, they're doing a weird thing where all of the stories are connected. So like the one episode, you have the haunted mask, and a girl gets possessed by it, and then it plays into the next story, which has to deal with the cuckoo clock. And then there's the oh. say cheese and die thing with the camera. So, and all the stories are connected, and it all ties back to Justin Long somehow. Um, the show has Wait, really, yeah, Justin Long's in it. Oh, oh, fun. Um, so 
It's not bad. I, I recommend it. It's pre- it's pretty fun. Did you read so. the books growing up though? Like, did you know about these? I I knew about the books. I'm more watched the show growing up because mm. I'm not a big reader. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. I know enough about Goosebumps. Like I always liked the covers of Goosebumps, but I was never allowed to buy them at the book fairs. So mm, I wasn't either. They were too. Yeah. I, I was too young, and they were too scary for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were. I remember. Was it? I was. Uh, I I I bought them, but I couldn't read them, as in because of my dyslexia and right. everything else that I had. But I still bought them because my like. Here's the thing. Even though I couldn't read like at all on my own when I was in elementary school. If I wanted to buy a book or if I wanted a book, my parents got it just because they were like, he's interested. Aww. So just do it. Yeah. Like type thing. So, um, Alan, I don't know what you do. Oh, okay. There we go. I'm sorry. Alan, I, I didn't know that you were looking down and it totally, it totally looked like your eyes had rolled back in the back of your head or something. And I'm like, like, Alan, are you okay? Like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> I'm um, looking something up. That's my bad. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Um, so like my parents always got me that. So I had like 12 of them and I tried reading a few of them, but again, because of the issue that I had, it was almost impossible. Um, but I think, yeah, like I was in 1995 to 1996, I believe was my fifth grade or was it 1994 to 1995, whatever. I was in fifth grade around those years and mm-hmm. it was like, that's when like, it was at like just the beginning of like the craze about goosebumps. Sure. If not, maybe a little bit before. Um, I loved the old show. Like I remember putting in for the sweepstakes to be like the, to be, uh, to be like a guest, like to be like an extra on the first movie they made. That's exciting. Yes. I'm sad you didn't make it. I, I am too. Um, no i definitely recommend it i was looking up to see if uh the goosebumps books are on audible oh are they and they are oh shoot all right some of them are some of them say not available on audible which is a weird thing to see weird say cheese and die yep that's on there nice that's the first episode like they do say cheese and die is the first episode Mm. of the show so yeah, that's the only uh, title I remember. It's the only title. <laughs> yeah, so uh, guys, we're gonna do something we don't usually do on the show and uh, cater to Gen Z for a minute. Uh, oh, we're, we're gonna talk about another movie that we all watched this weekend. Not, not because we planned on it, but just because we did. We're gonna talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. We all have to dab. Batman doesn't. No, dab. just me. <laughs> I thought that was um, a younger millennial thing. You know what? Probably both, both. I think, I think a lot of Gen Z and younger millennials like this. Um, I'm kind of surprised we all watch this. Why did we all watch this? (laughs) Okay. My, my goddaughter loves this game. Okay. Absolutely loves it. Like she will sit down at, uh, the last time, the last time we saw her, she was sitting down at the kitchen table, and I think she was screaming out of, like, the excitement of playing the game than actually being scared by the jump scares in it, by the, mm-hmm. by the like, animatronic creatures. But what got my interest in it was that she follows all these random people on YouTube, and that have to do with the game itself. And she had, Kristen and I watched this video that explained the story behind the game and like everything. And it really intrigued us. You watched Game Theory, didn't you? I I don't know if it was Game Theory or what. It was some video she pulled up on her phone with kind of bad animation, but whatever. Mm. Um, But it, uh, I remember talking to Kristen about it as we were like leaving. Like that would make an awesome movie idea. Like that's a really deep backstory for such a simple gameplay type game. And when we heard there was a movie coming out, we're like, we're, you know, we know somewhat about it. We're watching it. Like it was just flat out. Like we're, we're seeing it. So, so that's why we watched it. 
Devin, have you? You're the gamer of the group. Have you played Five Nights at Freddy's? I have. Yeah, I played the first one. Okay. It's it's stressful, man. It's I I don't have fun with the game. I'm stressed with the game. Okay. And I almost couldn't finish the first one. Yeah, I. I don't know if I want to play the games. I. I appreciate the lore of it. Like I, I see all of the videos that game theory always uploads about it and then skip those ones. Cause I don't care that much, but I know that there's a deep lore to it. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, I appreciate Matt Pat's cameo in the, in the movie. Yeah, um, that was great. Where he's just like, but Hey, that's just a theory. And I was like, ah, hey, he said the thing. He said the thing. Um, for me, the best way I can put this is I'm, I'll read you my, I'll tell you what my letterbox review is of this movie. I'm more disappointed in myself for not getting a Chucky e. cheese pizza while I watch this movie than I am with the movie itself. <laughs> um, I thought it was fun. I like the animatronics from the Jim Henson company. I think the movie is fun and made for the fans because the producers have come out and said, this is for the fans. Like mm-hmm. that's why it has such a big divide on all of the the metrics for reviews, like critics hate it, but the fans love it. Mm-hmm. It's for the fans. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to do a low budget, lower budget type thing and make your money off of it, like go for it. Like, why not give the fans what they want? You're going to make your, your bank, your bank back. Mm-hmm. So. And even if you're not a fan, you might fall in love with the character. And I really want to get a plushy cupcake. Cupcake was great. I really want a plushy cupcake like that cupcake life size so like a yeah. foot and a half tall but just plush it's <laughs> with its teeth out with its yeah. teeth <laughs> so did you like the movie ryan yeah yeah no we it's it's just like what alan was saying it's very entertaining um if you're someone that's not into horror and you're not really like you don't watch horror a lot i could definitely see this giving someone like anxiety or you know like giving or you know like giving someone nightmares um but if you've seen a few horror movies then this is just like oh okay this is like a horror movie for a kid like that's basically what it is um as far as i'm concerned anyway and it's fun and it's got enough twists in the story to like have fun guessing what's going on because that's what my wife and I did the entire time. Like who like, you know, trying to, you know, like one of my favorite actors is in it and he was in at the beginning and it was like maybe 30 minutes in. I was like, I think I know who he is (laughs) because he's too big of a name to only have in like two minutes of screen time. But it's also one of those where it's like, who could the killer be? And it's like the only other character we've seen so far. <laughs> like an like like it is seriously set up like an old school original Scooby Doo uh, um uh is episode. It really yeah. is. Yeah, I except Scooby Doo yeah. didn't have that ending with the bad guy. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. This is a rough ending. Yeah, I. I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think that the only for me, there's like there was one part that felt very tonally off that I almost didn't want in it, but I can understand plot wise why it was there. And like, I mean, you guys have seen it. This isn't spoiling anything. There's a point where like they all build a fort together, mm-hmm. and it and it's like, okay, right, but you just asked me to be scared of them. Now they're adorable, but in five minutes you're gonna ask me to be scared of them again, and I'm like, it's hard. It is, um, but that's also kind of setting things up to show, like, the good and bad side of it. And it kind of yeah. lets your guard down a little bit mm-hmm. I mean, it's for fair. when they do start going evil. Because I have to admit, I knew I knew kind of what, what was going to happen. And yeah. there was a part of me that was like, maybe they'll switch it up and maybe they'll be good. You know, like, they, they, they've only been bad to, like, bad people so far. Mm-hmm. And then... Nope. No. <laughs> no. no. See, I I saw the uh, them building a fort thing as oh, this is gonna be a Fortnite tie-in. Ah, gross. And it wasn't uh, yet. So I love how this this movie handles murdered people, where they're just like ah shucks, and then they move on. Like yeah, yeah. people get murdered, no repercussions. Don't worry about it. There's a police person on the scene multiple times around. Whatever. 
who never files a report, so nope. nothing ever happens. Not even, <laughs> not even a one. I love it. It's, I have a theory uh, about that. A game theory? Uh, a, a game movie theory. Ooh, what's your theory? Uh, I don't think she was actually police. No, I don't think she was either. Yeah, I think she just had the, the car and the uniform and broke into that depot. Because yeah. it's weird that you take him to a depot. Right, and not the station. Like, you yeah. take him to, like, yeah. Well, well, I mean, if you take him to the station, people ask questions. You take him to the hospital, people ask questions. And she didn't want anybody asking questions. To, to me, it, it, it felt right. I, I don't know. But, that, but that's me. It's that's just right. a theory. That's fine. Game. I'm sorry, that was too much. One of these oh. days, you'll wind, uh, you'll wind up getting freaked out about a non-bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. Yeah. Uh, guys, I've made it halfway through the show. I think I need to take the mask off. That's it's fine. Edge. Uh, no, so go for it. Bear with me. Go for it. Uh, so, Ryan, you, yes. you knew the lore going into this, then, right? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, like we were trying to like debate. Um, my wife and I for a time was, we were trying to get like the names of stuff down because we couldn't exactly remember. Um, if it was like, because, because, because like, I thought they were called spring pins, but they're not, they're called spring locks. So like, it it was stuff like that, that we were going back and forth about because, you know, like I knew from the video that, that, you know, that, you know, like the suits could be wearable, but then again, what they showed didn't look like it could be wearable by, you know, like an adult person and so we were debating back and forth okay so what exactly are we missing from that video that she had us watch Mm -hmm. so it was fun it was fun in that sense to you know like my wife like we definitely weren't quiet through the movie we definitely paused it a few times to have discussions too because (laughs) yeah yeah you're the only one who saw it in theaters i i made i i made a pact with myself if i'm not going to go see martin scorsese's killers of the flower moon in theaters i'm not going to go see five nights at freddy's in the theaters are you not going to see Killers of a Flower Moon in theaters? I I hadn't yet, so I I haven't yet, so I wasn't going to go see Five Nights at Freddy's first. So, oh, look at you having how how was it in the theater? Like, what was your audience was, like in the in London? Audience was pretty quiet. They weren't very like interactive or like into them. I mean, they were into the movie in the same way that like I was into the movie. They all enjoyed it, uh, but there was no like cheering or whooping or you know the kind of stuff you get for a Marvel movie. But it was fun. I liked being in a theater like, to see this. It like it always adds to the tension a bit. My other theory about seeing it in theaters is Taylor Swift is still playing a lot. So I was worried like in the quiet parts, I would just hear, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me blaring from the auditorium next door. So, so. The, the theater that we go to in London is the one they do all their major premieres in. Okay. And they have their main really big two-story theater that's gigantic and insane where all of the big events are held. And then they have one next door or like across Trafalgar square. Uh, and that's where like the other movies they don't think are going to do as well. Go. That's where we were. Taylor Swift was in the really big one. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you so guys see Taylor Swift? Not yet. I see her all the time in my sports feed. <laughs> it's fair okay i thought i don't know why but i thought you were gonna say i see her all the time in my dreams that's what i was waiting for too <laughs> it's okay ryan that's what we're here for um moving on yeah let's <laughs> move, um let's move on to today's main topic the 2019 film haunt uh ryan this is your pick so i'm gonna let you take it away okay so i need to set the mood here since we're talking about uh, a a haunted house uh, movie. So Haunt is a 2019 movie um, that was directed and wrote by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. I didn't really look in to see what else they've done, but a I'm quiet going place. to assume since a the quiet, quiet place. place. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh. That's right. Because that jogged a memory of mine. They wrote this script at the same time they were writing the quiet place. Wow. So these, so, 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 uh, so those two films were, uh, working together. But anyway, so, uh, this movie was recommended to me by my wife. Uh, she said that it was like a slasher horror and she definitely thought that I would enjoy it. So I sat down with her and I've seen it like six times in the past, like maybe like five, like four to five months. And I haven't finished it every time. It's one of those movies I can put on at whatever point and just carry it through. 
and whenever I want to stop watching, I can stop watching because it, it's just it's just entertaining to me at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, so I really enjoy it. That's how I was introduced to it. Um, I know that neither one of you had even probably heard about it before, right? Never. No. Okay. Uh, so who wants to go first on? background knowledge and then your first experience while I get myself set up over here in my own little haunted house. I got, I got nothing on this. Um, I knew that the Ah. quiet place people, um, made another movie. So quick. It's not even picking up on the screen. Uh, It's going to say it's glitching glitching out your, your, your video feed. He's doing a strobe light effect for those listening in audio. I love this. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like you're just done. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop that. It's, yeah, it's gonna, gonna say it's gonna say it doesn't stop translate that, well to video. Me. Um, uh, a, a for effort that. though. Yeah, uh, really. A for effort. Nineteen eighties classic strobe light. Nice. <laughs> Didn't um, know you had that. I knew the guys who wrote the original draft of A Quiet Place had another movie. I didn't know what it was. Um, so these are the guys who wrote the original screenplay before John Krasinski uh, rewrote it to the one that he directed. Um, so they didn't write the one that you saw in theaters. I think theirs was a little bit more horror based instead of, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think theirs had quite as happy of an ending. Um, but yeah, I, I'd never heard of this, um, until you brought it up. Okay. Devin. Yeah, it was the same. I didn't even know this was the same director as a quiet place until Alan said it just two seconds ago. Um, I had never heard of this movie at all. Okay, um, so who wants to go first on your fir- on like your, you know, your just summary of you know what you thought? Let's let's play a game, Devin. What did I think of this movie? <laughs> you you didn't like it. You thought that it was too gory, and you thought that it was a little predictable. I'll I'll give you a little bit there. I I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, uh-huh. Not for the reasons Devin just listed. Ah, oh, darn. Um, we can get into what I liked and didn't like about it. But yeah, for me, like having just binged the Saul series, like not to say the Saul series are better because this film does some things better than the Saul movies do. Um, but yeah, like it was like, I, I kind of knew where it was going from the get go, the twists that it takes. I'm like, Oh, that I kind of figured that was the case. Like they try to make you think one, like one person's behind it all. And then like, Oh, Mm -hmm. nope, he's not there. So, but yeah, I have, I have thoughts. Devin, can I guess what you thought about it? Go for it. Um, you thought it insisted upon itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good Devin reaction. Yeah. But no, I, I really like this movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was creative. I really liked the I liked that I felt like I got an iceberg and then I got the top of the iceberg and there's so much more underneath that wasn't shown in the movie. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Okay. Are you you talking about like the people behind the haunted house? That's what I, I did not like that at all. Oh, I really liked that. Oh man. Oh, let's fight. Yeah. That's okay. I think that's the main reason I didn't like this movie is. Yeah. I mean, can we get into it? Do you mind? You two go. You two go. Okay, so, I will interject because this is perfect because this is no, kind no. of how exactly how I thought this would go. So no, it's perfect. You so, two go at it. <laughs> so to set the scene, to, to set the table, I guess spoilers for 2019's Haunt, right? The people that are running the haunted house, you have this sense by the end of the movie that they've done this before, that they've run people through their haunted house of death multiple times, and they have this thing called earning your face where you have a mask and then eventually they it looks like do plastic surgery, tattoos, a whole bunch of stuff to make the face that you have 
kind of match the mask you have. So there's a ghost character, there's a clown character, there's a devil character, and when they take the mask off, they kind of look like their mask anyway. And it sounds like you have to kill to earn your mask, and it sounds like these people have this, like, either cult thing going on or this, like, massive backstory that, like, we aren't really getting in the movie. And that part intrigued me and almost made me want to watch it again to see, like, okay, can we get more of their dynamic that I wasn't picking up on in the first one? So that's, for, that's why I thought it was cool. I For me, it, I know how horror movies work now. Like, every movie gets a franchise and you get to explore things in the sequels. And it feels like this was setting it up for that. But I wanted to, like... I wanted to know a little bit more about this cult and why they want to kill all these people. Like why these people, like why did they pick them out of that club to follow? Like what made them special? What, like what, what does the cult believe in? Like what, like what is there? Just a little bit of backstory about why they're doing this to these people would have made it much better for me. And, but and then at a certain point it just got pre- it got cheesy and predictable by the end of it did you get the sense that these people and this is a question i wanted to ask for any of our, everyone anyway did you get a sense that these people were like chosen for a reason or that they just were chosen like that you got Mm-hmm. goes through the house um because the pickup truck that was chasing them on mm-hmm. it wasn't them okay so how did they have their addresses though the that waivers. Was the one part. Oh, it was the waivers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's an easy answer to that then. So, if they weren't like picked for a reason, like they weren't like trying to learn like a moral lesson from Saw, I almost think that makes it scarier, right? Like, cause they're just doing it, cause like they're just doing it, cause you picked the wrong haunted house, and there sorry, but this is what happens. And I think I like that better. I yeah. don't. <laughs> I just don't. I, that's that's fair. I mean, I think that like, horror movies like to set up that this is happening for a reason and it's happening to them. And and sometimes horror movies will do this almost victim blaming thing, right? Like like Saw it does does this a lot, right? You can't feel too bad that the people died because each of the people that died has a, like a moral failing of some way, shape, or form, where you can go. Well, I just won't do that bad thing that that person did, and I'll avoid a situation like Saw. And I think this speaks to an existential horror, where all they did was they wanted to have fun on Halloween and picked a place, and like that's they didn't transgress, they didn't have a bad history or do bad things. They just showed up at a haunted house, and that's a lot mm. scarier, right? Yeah, like the idea of a hot. I, I like the idea of a haunted house being real until like like fake until it's not like i like that concept Mm -hmm. what what i don't like what bugs me the most is that they do so much to change themselves but we get no reason why like they get they do so much to change their appearance Mm -hmm. that they and it's permanent stuff so they look like that the other 364 days a year so why go through all of that? Like, what is the purpose of that? Yeah. Like, that's what bothers me. Like, I'm fine with, with the concept of this is a haunted house. That's actually where the chainsaws are real and you're going to get hurt and you might mm. die. Like, and you're not going to know that until somebody gets cut and gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But the, I think there was such an interesting idea with the cult that they just didn't deliver. Oh, Ryan's gone. We lost Ryan. Nope. Oh, Wait, Ryan's, back. Ba- Ryan's back. Um, I, I think it would have made, it would have been more enjoyable for me if we were able to understand the purpose of what they were doing and a, 
because because Devin, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, yeah, I think they left a lot of that open to explore in a sequel. Does did it feel like that to you? It did. You know, it did. And and I think I think part of it was. I think you might be right. They must have just kind of been like, well, there'll definitely be a sequel to this movie and we'll get into them then. Which is lazy screenwriting. Like, oh, we don't need to have that's, a reason for this fair. now. Yeah. Like, and that's, that, that's what bugs me. Like, not every franchise can be Saul. Not every franchise can be Marvel. Let's just look at Black Adam. Um, like, it's writing for a sequel before you have it set is it's a risky game and it's a much stronger story. If you can give me those answers or give give me hints towards it so I can come to my own conclusions. You don't have to spoon feed it to me, but at least put enough there that I can figure out where it's going. Did did they feed you anything like that in it? I would try to think like, they got that there's a tattoo. Like part one of them is a tattoo artist slash like plastic surgeon that you have to earn your face and that, you know, other people have made it farther than the roof of the haunt before. Yeah. And that like they hired some random guy and they co-opted him to kill. But like, was there anything more you think? Um, no, <laughs> I, so I get it. I can, I can understand where that feels almost like a bit of an incomplete movie for you then. Like, where like there isn't enough bad guy motivation, yeah, to make this enjoyable. I can see that, I guess. Yeah, uh, we're in our special two-person setup until Ryan comes back. Gotcha. That totally makes um, sense. Yeah. So then, knowing where this went, right? Was there any point in the beginning for you where you went, "Oh, this might not be the murder kind of haunted house"? Yes, and I'm sad Ryan's not here for this part of it uh part of me at the very beginning when their friend when their first friend dies yeah part of me was like oh she was in on it and that Mm -hmm. was a dummy and they're just doing the david pumpkins thing where it's like that was my head like that's what i thought they were doing um which would have been a more interesting twist for me than oh no we're just uh we're just murderers (laughs) Well, cause like up until that point, the only murder that you had seen that they, that couldn't have just been an actor was that one. And then the ghost showed up and was like, yeah, we get a little intense here, but you're almost done. Keep going. And like, it would have been really interesting when at the end Harper ends up stabbing her one friend with a pitchfork. If like, that was the only real murder that happened and they left the building and all their friends were like, what did you do? Yeah. My mic was muted for all that whole thing. Um, because we had oh, switch no. inputs. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to hear what I just said, go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, definitely do. Um, I don't even know what I said to say it again. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was saying that I I wish I thought at one point it was going to take the David Pumpkins plot where somebody was in on it or they had like dummies that looked like yeah. them and made it look real up until the last second. We're like, oh nope, surprise, we got you. So. Well, were you hoping that it was the boyfriend the whole time? So you had mentioned it. You brought it up earlier where they, they kept hinting in the beginning that Harper has an abusive boyfriend. They keep like foreshadowing that the abusive boyfriend is, is probably doing something bad. And like what you said, the abusive boyfriend turned out to just be an abusive boyfriend and he came on screen and died. Yeah, like it was such a weird... What was weird about that plot line for me is they try to make him a hero for a second, mm-hmm. which is just bizarre to me. Like either he's the abusive boyfriend and he's abusive or he's the boyfriend who's misunderstood and they had a fight and he wants to come be the, come save the day and can't like, and I'm, yeah, it takes a way back. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> you are. Sorry. Back. <laughs> um, yeah, it just took a weird weird twist there with him. So I, I wasn't a huge fan of that either. I'm trying to think of how much of that, because really we don't see him be abusive ever. No. He mostly well, exists off screen. Well, the way that I take it in this movie is that it's all from the 
point of view of the people going through it. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know anything really beyond what they know mm-hmm. about what they're doing at the house. I mean, they kind of show you a little bit of things that they really don't know a little bit just to mm-hmm. kind of like round out the scares. Um, uh, but when it comes to when it comes to the boyfriend the first time i watched it that was a little off-putting at first the -hmm. first time i saw it because like i kind of found myself like okay good there's someone coming for you know there's someone coming like he's a jerk and he's the last person you'd want to help him but you know he's it's someone that has a phone that works that might be able to get some help in but with the perception of who he is when he dies it's like ah, okay no loss (laughs) because he is who because i mean as far as i because as far as i'm concerned he is as abusive as what they were letting on in uh in the beginning of the movie and it kind of makes sense given the character's background that she might go through that at some point in her life well and it's so, I mean, to me, it's like her dad was like that. She unfortunately ended up with having a boyfriend who is the same way. And she's and she has friends who are trying to get her away from that. And so to me, like. It's one of those things where it's like. At some point, anyone is, you know, needed to come help. Well, I wonder if they didn't they weren't playing with a the trope there though. So there's a horror movie trope, especially in the slasher movie of the brick. And I don't know if that's officially what it's called, but there's a joke where someone throws a brick up in the air and it's the strongest man in the world, and then you stop the joke, wait three days later, and you went and then the brick fell down. And it's supposed to be that like someone that you met earlier appear or we're told about earlier appears later and essentially saves the day. This happens in, for example, Pet Cemetery. There's the I will go down that road, old man. That then shows up later to help them out. And he almost felt like he was filling that that plot for me, where he was the brick. Oh, let's not talk about Harper's abusive boyfriend. Ah, but here he comes. And, you know, he'll save us in his, this is his redemption arc or something. And it felt like killing him off was playing with that trope of the brick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and, and it makes our situation even more helpless. Because, like, you've got this person that might be able to help. Mm-hmm. And he can't, but but then, like at the same time, like yeah, he got what he deserved. Yeah, I mean that's I I think I think for me it's the difference between playing with a trope and playing with a trope in a satisfying way, right? Yeah. And I don't feel like, and I think what we're all kind of landing on here is that, like at least on the first watch, it's not satisfying what's happening with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. In mu- in much yeah. the same way that I'm I'm going to be honest. What, I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. Uh, I don't know that I loved her subplot about watching her abusive parents because I don't think it got resolved in a way that that like felt good to me. Well, I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that because one of the things that I thought that you would like about this movie is that it's a tandem of physical horror and psychological mm-hmm. horror because you have this girl who is dealing with the trauma of being a, you know, of like dealing with an abusive father, a violent abusive father. And then in the, at the beginning stages of ending a relationship with an abusive boyfriend, and you have all of these different things that happen throughout the, uh, throughout the haunted house that is triggering memories that is bringing basically PTSD to her. And um, and f- 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 and flashbacks of dealing with her parents, um, and then at the very end of the movie, the way that I take what what you know basically happens is that she finally reaches a point to where it's like you know walking into that house is not the scariest thing I've ever dealt with in my life, and it kind of gives her that push of surviving that of being able to go into the house. She literally reclaims the house as hers instead of yeah. this thing. Because of going through the haunted house, which her house mm-hmm. was haunted because she wouldn't go into it because of the memory she had from her father. So, like, this movie does the psychological horror thing on top mm-hmm. of actual classic slasher horror. All right, you might have which, told me that, Which, that's the actually. key... 
that's 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 the key part that I really like about this movie. Um, and then you got that whole unknown stuff because I, I was able to hear like bits and pieces of what you guys were talking about here and there. Yeah. Um, the way that I see the scares is that they've possibly done this before. This is something they do every Halloween. Um, they are people that do like extreme body modifications when it comes to like piercings and tattoos and like putting like, uh, that like silicone stuff you can put under your skin to mm -hmm. make your face weird and different, uh, um, in different spots because th th the devil guy, his face wasn't even finished yet. Half of his face wasn't tattooed in. Oh yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if these are just like psychopathic tattoo artists <laughs> and that's really all it is <laughs> but alan i definitely yeah. understand i definitely understand where you're coming from of not being able to understand what their motive is in it um and it's i totally that, get that, that from it's the, not that i don't yeah. understand it it's that it's not presented like okay understanding not, was the wrong yeah, word to use yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so understanding was the wrong word to use. I, yeah. I definitely apologize on that one. But, um, so, like, not liking the way the story was told. I totally get... I, it, I mean, there's a lot of things that this movie does well. I think some of the yeah. the the, tra the traps in the house are interesting, like, mm -hmm. and some of them are, like, there are red flags from the get-go with all of the oil on the wood. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they're gonna, burn, they're gonna yeah. burn this place down. Like, don't go in there. Like that. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I definitely like that uh, aspect of things. Um, just to really quick to, to tie that last part up, though. For me, not knowing what their true motives were, for me, is entertaining to see as part of the horror for the people going through the house, because they don't know why they're doing this. At, it's like, it's existential. Yeah. Um, but okay. So getting into the traps of the house, which mm. one was your favorite obstacle? Oh, okay. I'm lame. I love the escape room at the end. This is stupid, but I just <laughs> love, I love escape rooms. I thought it was so fun. <laughs> I like the idea of a tunnel that, has trapdoors in it like that's that's interesting to me because the the one time i went to a haunted house like this uh trapdoors got me have i told what the happened? story on, have i you no. were there you were there remind me so we went to a haunted house near us called field of screams with some friends mm -hmm. and we went through the 3d psychedelic house that they had and we're going through the house and a door closes and I get pushed off to another hallway away from Devin and our friends. And I was like, no, I, I need to go that way. So I, <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to go that way. And then the rest of the group left the hallway and I'm just in this corridor by myself <laughs> with these neon green walls for like a, like a good 30 seconds. Like, I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. Uh, and then I, I find a door and I just push through and open it. And Devin's right there. He's like, where were you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't fall 10 feet onto a concrete floor. So I'm yeah, happy that awful. that didn't happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I like haunted houses a lot. And I think that's maybe why I like this movie is because it reminded me of some of the good times like that, that I've had like in haunted houses. Yeah, I am. I am. I am not a fan of haunted houses. I hate them. Uh, with oh. a passion, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, but I, ha I have a, I have another comment. Okay. There, there's a moment in the movie where one of the people who works at the haunted house, is like, no, 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 this, this is all wrong. Like, people shouldn't be getting hurt. It would have okay. been more interesting to me if there was like one bad apple actually killing people, and the rest of the haunted house is like, whoa, 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 what, what are you doing? Like, no, that's not what we do here. Like. What's your uh, problem? That would have been, yeah. And that that would have been a like when it made when we had that guy. I was like, oh, that would be interesting. And then I was just let down. Like, oh nope, he he's he's lying the whole time. Well, that's this that's the sequel. Yeah. The sequel that's a prequel. That's Is how this he, starts. 
ghost uh mitch that mitch. was mitch yeah mitch um he's actually my favorite of all of them i love mitch <laughs> mitch is great um it's a great name he uh yeah yeah it is um so my favorite thing ops uh my favorite obstacle is probably the most boring in the house and it's because it reminds me of a nightmare i had when i was uh uh, when, when I was a young kid that I had repeatedly over and over again. So the, the slide they go down that's pitch black that has all the speakers around it. Yeah. So I had a recurring nightmare when I was a little kid of going down a slide that looked like that. That was like very industrial and metallic mm-hmm. and everything. And going down into pitch black and going right into a room that had like waist deep water in it. And then I always woke up screaming when I got pulled under. Ooh, Ryan, don't love that. So that, and and again, like when I came out of the tunnel, there was like a light up above shining down to where like, I could see that the water kept on going into the dark, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. see how big the room was or where I was. Don't um, like, don't like this. So, Ryan. because of that, that's why I really like the slide because because it reminds me of that. Um, and then the and then and then the, the guy with the chainsaw. And this is why I don't like haunted houses. And I think I mentioned this before. I was at a haunted house with a like a uh, Boy Scout co-ed youth group thing that I was in for a little bit, mm-hmm. and we went to a haunted house, and it was fine. I had fun, except for when I heard the chainsaw. And hearing the chainsaw isn't what freaked me out. I was fine. What triggered my flight or fight response um, was the smell of the exhaust coming out of the gas-powered motor of the chainsaw Mm -hmm. is what got me. Um, And I think I did the 100-yard dash through three different rooms. And I think I might have freaked out one of the employees because I ran through the one room so quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... that reaction I never want to go through again. And that's why I just, I don't do them. But this movie was a way for me to experience like a haunted house without actually having to do it. I, um, I was the guy with the chainsaw at a haunted house. And it was one of my favorite experiences at <laughs> the haunted house. It was incredible. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So I related to the guy with the chainsaw when he like yeah. came out with it and was like, Rrr. I was like, I was him. He's me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then one of my favorite things about this movie is that it kind of ends the way that I was hoping it was going to end, which is like, which spoilers, I'm going to get into the ending here. Go for it. And what I liked about it. I like the fact that the girl that was dealing with her trauma lived, that she Mm -hmm. fought through it. Um, I also, and this is like the stupid, like romance side of me where Mm -hmm. it's like, even though they they even though they never go back to them seeing each other on film like on screen when they're in the hospital like he lives they make it to the hospital he's okay and but the relationship that they had built kind of alludes to them continuing that friendship going forward hopefully i would think yeah like just because of all the crap that she's been with to actually be with a guy that if if she wants to be with someone that will actually like be a real person in a in a you know in a relationship if if that's what she wants after this but what i really liked about the way this ended was the fact that like she got she went into the house and she set it up and she used some of her own like their own traps against the clown Mm -hmm. at the end um and using the tar which brings me up the one thing i don't like about this movie and the one thing I roll my eyes at every time is when she rips her hands off 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 the tar yeah. and she looks at her palms and she like totally ripped her skin off. Yeah. To where like you see the muscle underneath. And then and then she goes into the uh, um uh escape room. No. Didn't like that. Nope. Didn't like that. No, 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 because no, 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 because you wouldn't be able to use your hands. Right. You just like, she wouldn't be able to touch anything. She wouldn't wrists. be able to, like, do... Like, the rest of the movie, she'd be like this the whole time. Yeah. She'd be, like, fuddling around with things with her wrists because she wouldn't be able to use her hands. It's stuff like that that I'm kind of like, eh, but I, I let it go because it's kind of a low-budget film and it's still fun and 
and entertaining. Alan, I see you're wincing at that. You and I have different definitions of fun and entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling the, the skin off your palms and then doing an escape room is not that. No, uh, for no. Me. So, well, 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 I mean, I mean, watching some watching somebody do that is not entertainment for me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the it's 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 the feeling of like, oh crap, how how are they going to get out of this? And it's that that makes it entertaining. Of like, are they going to get through this? Are they going to get out of uh, this? And then it's also too of trying to figure out out of a group of people. Okay, how many are? It's like how many are not going to make it, and how many are? And that's where I, it's entertaining. I think I just made a headcanon that makes this movie better for me. Tell me, it's a Home Alone sequel. <laughs> Like the ghost is Kevin McAllister. Yeah. No, the, 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 that'd be the devil. The devil. That makes sense. Yeah. The devil would definitely be Kevin. Yeah. That's actually pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe the I'll rewatch you... the movie in in that context, because that would be really be, fun. Being ditched by your family on vacation twice—that'll mess you up. Yeah. Well. So. To the point so where you any... get tattoos and plastic surgery to look like a devil. That sounds well, right. Well, I mean, here, here, and also, Alan, to, to round that out, he might have grown up looking like his father, and he didn't want to be reminded every time he looked in the mirror about his dad. Oh, guys, I think we got there. This is making sense. I'm proud of I... us. This is good. Uh, yeah. And then the, the, the clown was Biff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you mean you mean Buzz? Buzz, yeah, what, yeah. yeah that, it, I knew that Same it was thing. a B. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, any, um, anything else um, before we wrap this up? I'm upset that I kind of missed the middle part of the conversation, but but I feel that I might have touched on things that I heard. Yeah. So, mm, I mean, well, well, Alan, luck, luckily, nope. Ryan, you can always go listen to you know, the other podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And I I I could, but then if I hear something that I wish I could have like put my two cents in, it would just make me mad, and I I don't want to like yell at us on the next you know. podcast. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> again, but again, yeah. yeah. So, Alan, I knew that this really wouldn't be your cup of tea, but I was hoping that it would be just entertaining enough to kind of like to kind of make you more engaged in it than just flat out like being like, I know. I'm (laughs) very glad that we waited a week to talk about this. Cause if we did this last week when Devin wasn't available, I don't think we would have had the conversation that we, we had. Um, (laughs) so it it worked out that I got sick last week and we just never addressed it on social media. So we never put a show out show out. Um, (laughs) because I was sick and didn't feel like doing social media stuff. Um, Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up for this week? No, I like this. All right. Well, in case I forgot to say it at the beginning of the show, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. Uh, that Halloween. does it for our episode on the hunt. Next week, it is Devin's pick. Devin, what are you going to have us watch? So there was something that happened in pop culture sphere this week that really sucks, and we didn't talk about to not bring the, the tone of the show down. Uh, but this week we lost Matthew Perry. And I think in honor of that, I would like to do a Matthew Perry uh, episode. So uh, my pick for you guys is the 1998 movie Almost Heroes with Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. Could you pick a worse movie? Like, <laughs> Um Okay, uh, we just doing just doing that one film. I th- I think so. Unless you guys really want to make it a triple feature, I'm so happy for a triple feature. I, I, we can we, we we can, Ryan. How, what do you feel like? I feel like doing. Uh, I feel like just doing that one. Okay. Just doing the one might be good because I would really because uh, I I. I Matthew Perry did like two or three really really good movies, and then everything else was just kind of like niche cult classic films, or that or the 
or that have like really unique fan bases. And so I think maybe doing one film might be good because it would yeah. be kind of a. I think yeah. I, I think we will do it as a Matthew Perry tribute. Um, I think it's a good we'll, idea. We'll look at it as as that. Because um, yeah, I I'm ha- I'm having trouble with this one. Like, yeah, this one hurt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about Matt. We'll pay tribute and respect to Matthew Perry next week with the film Almost Heroes. <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. And I promise we won't talk about the Windows 95 video guide the whole time, but it's also uh, not going to be none of the time. Oh, we're going to we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh some shows that he was on like Good. Studio 60 and go on and um I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, we'll figure it out there's, next there's week. A couple. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out next week. Um perfect. Now we'll talk we'll talk about friends as well. Um Yeah, we have to. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll pay we'll pay our respects to Matthew Perry next week on You Have to Watch This Podcast. Until then, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also listen. You have to watch this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, until next week for You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan, and I'm Devin. Happy Halloween. You two both look like you belong in a My Chemical Romance concert. Uh, we need to when I was a young boy, my father <laughs> died in an alley. <laughs> <laughs>